This episode was brought to you by Graphics DR. Follow Graphic DR on Instagram. His designs have been seen on ESPN, Rule One Sports Agency, and the Wisconsin Rapid River Kings Instagrams and all social medias. He designs jerseys, race car wraps, logos, posters, wallpapers, and more. The logo, that brand new logo you see for the Skating the River podcast design, was designed by Devin Roeder. DM him on Instagram if you would like to work with him. This week's River King Alumni of the Week is Anze Proster. All the way from Slovenia, this hilarious human put up the points and knew how to lay the bod for sure. My line mate for a time and a really close friend ended up home playing hockey and living his adventurous life. Miss you, Anze. I know you're killing it wherever you are playing right now. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the ninth episode of the Skating the River podcast. You're here with Nathan Bottles, joined by the one and only Luke Harkey. Luke, I am absolutely jacked up for another episode. We got a really good one. First one, not at the house, too. Yeah, we are here at the Southwood County Rec Center today, and, I mean, we got a great episode for everybody today. Um, we're joined today by the man, the myth, the guy behind the bench, Devin Roeder, our first ever coach slash former player on the podcast. In this episode, we're going to recap the previous weekend. We got some great new stories, and, of course... Uh, special interview the boys prepare to take on the Hudson Havoc this weekend on the road so I guess let's jump right on into it here we'll uh, recap the past weekend against the Minnesota Mullets you know it was another big weekend sweep you know much needed four points keep us in first place um we got a record of 23 3 and 1 47 points so we we're still in first place but we have a big weekend coming up where it's going to be a really big test and, of course, this past weekend, it's always fun playing at home in front of all the, the lovely fans out here in Wisconsin Rapids. So, Luke, you want to touch up on the past weekend a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I'll go full stat, guys, as I have been. Uh, Friday night, 8-2 win, 14 players record a point. So, love to see that. Everybody's getting on the score sheet. Uh, Allen makes 17 saves, outshot the Mullets 56-19. to uh, A six-goal third period after uh, Max Gracer just beat the wheels off of the kid. So, Matt Gracer got us going. And then Saturday night, 5-1 win. McNair with 13 saves. Outshoot the Mullets, 41-14. If anybody's keeping count, that is 97-33. We outshot them in the two-game series. So, love to see that. <laughs> that's that's a lot, for sure. And then for this upcoming weekend, we're, we're at Hudson. So, I mean, it's a good Hudson team. We're going to be on the road. They're in second place right behind us in the standings. So obviously these are our must-have points that we need, and ex- I mean it's on the road too, so that just amplifies how important this game is. Mm-hmm. Um, Hudson's undefeated in regulation so far. Yeah. So I mean this is going to be kind of their first big test against a, a good team, and I mean obviously for us it's another test because this team's undefeated in regulation, and this is gonna, I think this this weekend's really gonna have an impact on the standings, you know, near the end of the season mm-hmm. as it is. So, I mean. Yeah, it's going to be our first meeting with these guys. We were supposed to play them a little earlier on in the season, but um, those games got canceled and then mm-hmm. tried to get rescheduled. So I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, on the road for first time in a in a while, it feels yeah, like. So it's been a while. Yeah, you got anything on this upcoming weekend here, Luke? Um, just a couple quick things. They've got the best goal differential in the entire league. They're plus 112. Uh, the power play for them is at 61.4%, so they're best in the league in that. Wow. Um, I mean, RPK is second best in the league, but still you got to stay out of the box against them. 
uh, with a power play that's at 61%. For sure. Don't want to take any chances with that. Uh, they got 15 guys on their roster, double digits and points. We've got 16, so it should be good matchup-wise um, for everybody. So only got three uh, three games against them this year because, you know, we got the canceled. We couldn't get one of them made up. So And all three of them are in a row, so it's like a playoff series. Like I was talking to Marty a little bit about it yesterday. He said we're going to treat it like a playoff series, like a three-game series because that's, that's what it is. So very excited it'll be fun to get on the road again we haven't been on the road like you said in what feels like forever <laughs> yeah for sure i mean it is it is like a playoff series i think this year and i know that uh it's it's going to be a good weekend regardless because it's going to kind of tell us where we're at in the mm-hmm. league um and i guess moving on from that we can uh move on to our our new not new but our one of our favorite segments we have the Fillmore food reviews um this week no exception to all the others. Just a <laughs> phenomenal lineup we have. Um, Monday, we had Kyle Fillmore's birthday, so we went out to Hilltop. That was a, a great time with the whole family. Tuesday, we got brats coming up. Wednesday, soup. Thursday, stuffed shells. And then Friday, Saturday, we're not there. And unfortunately, they're they're having French toast, which you know, you'd like to be there for, but we're going to be <laughs> on the road. And then Sunday, we got some homemade pizza, so I, I think it's just a great lineup. Yeah, I mean... Yesterday was a ton of fun. Whole family there, big nice, uh, nice big clan of us all hanging out. So that was good, and I mean I'm excited for the brats tonight, Mr. Fillmore on the grill. You know, you know oh, how he does. Cheese brats. He's he's gonna be loaded up tonight. Oh, yeah. We're gonna hear some some heavy metal. Oh yeah, he'll and, be dialed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then uh, you know I always say this at, at dinner times we we tell most of our stories, but we're gonna try and tell another story here today. It's not really as much of a story as it is what we do in our free time because i'm sure some people wonder what guys do in their free time and uh you know i figure we might as well just tell the people what we do when we're not playing hockey sure we're not we're not just hockey players so yeah not just hockey players um for me i mean once uh once we're done with practice and if i'm not doing school if i don't have class like i i'm off right now that class hasn't started so you know just like hanging out at the billet house play some video games once in a while watching tv I know at the beginning of the year we were hitting some golf balls. We got the golf simulator down in the basement, so that's always a good time. Um, every once in a while we have a game night, quick little game night with the family. It's always it's always a good time. So, I mean, for me, it's just kind of doing things that aren't hockey related since we're at the rink for every day, you know. And it's just it's good to get away from the rink a little bit and uh, do whatever you need to do to kind of decompress. So, Nate, you wanna you wanna touch on that? Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's- we have pretty similar, like, what we do in the free time, just because, I mean, we both were taking classes. I know a lot of guys have jobs out here, like, they work at Grace's, one of our sponsors, and um, Polito's. I know that we got a few guys doing that as well. But for me, yeah, it was just a lot of schoolwork every night, um, because I was taking a class where I feel like I needed to <laughs> be doing it a lot more than I normally am. Um, and obviously, right now, I'm I'm not taking a class, so... It is just kind of hanging out with the Fillmores, as you said, game night. We try to hang out with them as much as we can, um, and an Xbox if not. And then I'm also working on some stuff for for school in the future. So I'm working on a uh, a college list here. I got some some good stuff I'm cooking up. So oh yeah, this thing is this the hours have been put in on this spreadsheet. It's oh. it's it's pro it's pro style right now. This spreadsheet it's very impressive. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of impressed myself a little bit with it too, but, you know, I think uh, 
there's a, a guy we're going to have on the podcast. He he doesn't get a whole lot of free time. <laughs> I think he's at the rink more than anybody, especially after road weekends. He's here until like 4 a.m., which is bizarre to me. But he cranks out the work, and, uh, you know, he's got some interesting facts too. I mean, he is a three-year slow-pitch softball champion on two different teams. <laughs> And I, I did hear there was a little bit of carrying going on from his old man. I, I heard he's, he's pretty good. <laughs> but uh, he is an OG River King, and he has a record at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And, I, I mean, that's just an interesting fact in itself. I mean, you're holding a record there, so it's got to be pretty sure. good. Sure. And uh, he also wears number 10, or he did wear number 10 when he was playing for the River Kings uh, to honor a friend. So uh, let's uh, welcome Devin Roeder to the podcast here. Devin. Hey, sure. Have me, boys. Of course. I know Devin's been all over us about getting uh, getting on the podcast, so I was like, oh, we might as well give it to him finally. So I'm very excited. I think it'll be fun to have a coach on the podcast. We haven't done that yet. And I know I know Marty, Marty yesterday when he called you, Marty was uh, a little intrigued by the podcast, so maybe we'll uh, have Coach Quarters on at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it sounded like you wanted to get on. He's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to get on. I love being on anything in, in front of a camera or a microphone in my face, you know, and I, I think... That's where he thrives, where he tries to, so it's it's going to be great. And I, I guess we'll start things off here, uh, Roder. So uh, when did you start skating, and why hockey? Uh, I started skating when I was two, I think. My parents got me in some rollerblades, and I just started going. They couldn't catch me. <laughs> and then I got on the ice when I was uh, four years old. Okay. Awesome. So who got you into hockey? Was it like, like kind of the parents or... Yeah, uh, my parents took me to my first hockey game when I was six months old, okay. and apparently they said I sat there and watched. If they tried to pick me up or tried to feed me, I'd Perfect. start crying, and there I just is. wanted to watch hockey. There it is. It's hockey. Did you play any other sports growing up? Uh, yeah, I played uh, basketball in middle school. Okay. Uh, I was a point guard because I couldn't shoot. I could, I sure. could definitely pass sure. some dimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, baseball growing up, I played uh, second base and left field. Okay. Actually, I threw one of my buddies out, and he wasn't too happy about it, so nice. it's kind of funny. There it is. Good. And then uh, roller hockey in high school. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Roller hockey. That's that's pretty interesting. We don't hear a lot of guys say that they played roller hockey in high school. I know some guys have played roller hockey. I know Luke's played a little bit of roller hockey oh, here yeah. and there. but I've played a ton of roller. Yeah, we don't we don't hear a lot about that from our guests, so that's, that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I guess I'm curious, where did you play youth hockey growing up? Uh, back in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, for the Lincoln Junior Stars. Okay. Right. Uh, what was your favorite youth hockey memory? Uh, unfortunately, it's kind of a sad ending. It was my last uh, high school hockey okay. game, but uh, we were playing our rivals, the Omaha Junior Lancers. Mm-hmm. So Lincoln and Omaha have a big rivalry in the USHL, so it kind of keeps kind of bringing down at mm-hmm. every level. And uh, it was my last game, and I ended up uh, scoring two goals. And then after the game, uh, unfortunately, we lost. But uh, I had some teammates on that old uh, Junior Lancers team, and we ended up taking a picture together after the game. So it was kind of special. Nice. I like that. What's uh, You obviously played juniors here. So what was the biggest difference going from high school to, to junior hockey? Uh, definitely the speed. I mean, it was kind of trying to keep up with older guys. And coming from high school, it was a little big jump. But mm-hmm. I mean, in high school, I could put the puck in the back of the net, and then coming from juniors, I was playing against some big boys, so yep. it, was, it was definitely picking up pace and just trying to see how my game translates. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely a little different, probably, going from youth hockey, scoring all these goals. I'm pretty sure we have probably quite a few guys on the team mm-hmm. where they were putting up 
crazy amounts of points in youth hockey and then coming here it's definitely quite a change of pace so I mean we ask everybody this question but um how did you become a river king and what were your first impressions of Marty uh I went to a camp a prospect camp called five hole hockey camp and uh, we were just playing some games and I ended up scoring in a game uh, and then battling down the corners and just hitting anything that moved and Marty liked it I mean he told me that's the style of play he's going to want to have bring to this new team and I mean I talked to him throughout the summer I was actually at uh, the Cincinnati Swords camp in the NA3 and uh, I was talking to a team in Utah and I just kept talking with Marty and actually my dad knew Marty from the USHL days when he was coaching at Sioux City and I that kind of just brought my attention more to coming up to Wisconsin because my family knew of him and just kind of building that and just talking to him every day helped too. Mm-hmm. For sure. So you say you. I mean, you're always telling stories when we're messing around on the ice. So what was your favorite junior memory? You think if you had to pick one? Ooh, uh, definitely scoring my first goal. Okay. It was it was a big one because my grandparents came up for the weekend and they don't usually make it to a lot of games, so it's kind of special to score my first goal in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then I had a bunch of family and friends up here. And sure. so, can you can you kind of walk us through that a little bit? I know yeah, you I said it first. I want to hear about how this first goal uh, went yeah, down. Yeah, I want to hear the first. And then how too. hard this celebration was, because I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, it, it was bad. It was it was pretty hard, and we were up eight to two. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so one of the wingers chipped it off the glass. Uh, or first off, I'll say this because Marty preaches this. We we I did the left wing lock, went hard, forced the DDD <laughs> pass, took away the DDD pass, and he skated up the wall on our center, forced him to one side and turned the puck over and Chris Esty uh, chipped it off the glass or chipped it to Brooks and Brooks Hadfield chipped it off the glass and I just see it bounce. I'm like, ooh, I can get this. Just started skating full speed and beat the defenseman and then uh, got a quick shot off, glove high and just went in the back of the net. Next thing I know, I'm getting elbowed in the face, but still scored and then I definitely did the drop knee Sally for the eighth goal sure <laughs> sure why not first hey, goal gotta go for it yeah, I think you have to after the first goal I mean especially with your whole whole family it sounds like in the crowd there so that I mean that's huge um but I guess I also want to know what your plans for the next few years are I know we ask a lot of guys what their plans are hockey wise but I know you're coaching right now I know you've talked about going back to college so like exactly kind of what are you what are you thinking about the next few years here yeah, uh, well, I definitely want to continue coaching. That's something I'm passionate about, and I want to see if I can make a career out of it. Um, but I definitely want to go back and try to get a degree for sports uh, management or marketing and then continue with graphic design to see if I can build something up with that and continue that with coaching. Perfect. Yeah, uh, so going off, you talked about you, your love for coaching. What's your favorite thing about either playing or coaching in Rapids? Uh, playing would just in that atmosphere having mm-hmm. that I mean to see the fans grow from what we have maybe like 150 to like where you guys are getting around 700 sometimes mm-hmm. uh, coaching wise is just being around the boys uh, seeing you guys grow as individuals and become adults is definitely the biggest coaching goal and seeing you guys become good people off and on the ice mm-hmm. definitely helps and I'm sure it also helps too that I mean, you and Marty kind of put this team together, too. So it, it's got to feel pretty good knowing that you put all these guys on the ice and see them come together like that, you know. Probably, yeah. Probably special feeling. Mm-hmm. 
I, I mean, we asked everybody this question as well. Um, and I know this is probably going to be a tough one for you, but we want to know who your favorite River King is or was and why. Oh, you guys are putting me on the spot. Uh, we'll go with the one guy that I signed. Uh, the, he was the first kid I ever signed. It was Reese McDonald. So we'll stick with Reese here. But you and Harky are both up there. Assistant Coach Jack Winger at the door. Just uh, he, I think he's a little mad that he's not on the podcast <laughs> yet. I know he's been talking about it. so <laughs> He'll be on eventually. He will. And maybe he won't be that upset. Maybe not. What does a normal game day for you look like? I know you're constantly running around making things happen. So Yeah, uh, usually Fridays I'm here uh, for you guys' pregame skate around 11. So I'm here around 10.30ish just trying to get some things ready, getting pucks out there for you guys. Mm-hmm. And then while you guys are uh, out there skating, I'm getting everything else ready. Oh, Winger's back. Perfect. Yeah, I know Rotor does uh, – Rotor puts some work in uh, – when he's uh, when he's here before games and stuff, and then obviously after games, you wanna you wanna tell everybody what you do after uh, after games. Yeah, it's just kind of getting everything ready again. Uh, here late, so I mean, if it's a road game, I'm getting laundry done. If it's a home game, I'm still getting some laundry done, but able to get uh, locker room out settled and getting practice stuff ready. Sure, sure. And I guess you know this is kind of another game day thing, and I know that you had a, an ongoing bet with Matab Sivia last year. Um, it was more like a, you know, a shootout thing that you guys would do sometimes after practice. But do you have any like game day superstitions or just superstitions that you you went along with? Because I, I know you could talk a little bit about the the bet with Matab that he kept losing and giving you food. So yeah, uh, Thursdays we'd always do a little shootout, and uh, it started off with me just scoring on Matab, and he's he made the bet next time. Rotor, I bet you uh, food from Grace's that you you won't score the next goal. And then I just absolutely embarrassed him and undressed him. And so then it just kept going from there. He tried to make the bet again, and, and I'd end up with free graces. But, yeah, the uh, game day uh, superstition would probably be, if I'm going to get lunch, it would be uh, Jimmy John's Friday. Uh, and then I'll head home for a quick nap and then come back to the rink and make sure everything's ready, getting everything set up and make sure Jack and Marty don't need anything. There's your shout-out, Jack. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, come back for the team meeting and then making sure everything's ready again for game time. And then surprisingly, I go to Subway and get a different uh, pizza sub. Wow, just a full 360 there. Jimmy yeah. Johns to Subway the next day. 14-game winning streak. You wore the same briefs the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, bet. I could see it. I could see it. So uh, I, I know I've been wondering this for a while. So how did you become an assistant coach for Marty and for the River Kings, and why did you decide to start coaching? Uh, well, I, I started coaching because I like uh, just – being around the game and still helping uh, kids reach their dream of playing juniors. It started off in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. I was trying to help out uh, some little kids, and I was talking to one of my uh, fr- family friends who's a coach down there, mm-hmm. and I was going to start coaching with him, and I came up for a visit to see my old billet family. And Marty, I talked to Marty a little bit about getting into coaching, and he kind of was like, well, I do need an assistant coach, and that's kind of how it started from there. And I talked to him about what I wanted to do, and – that's kind of how it just all started. All right, there you go. Pretty simple. Yeah, that's, that's pretty nice, and it really does answer the question of, like, what he enjoys most about coaching. So right. We'll move on from that, and uh, what's your favorite NHL team 
or player, and then also a player comparable. Because I know we ask just about everybody on the podcast this question, and I heard you got a pretty good player comparable coming up. So, uh, Favorite teams, definitely the Avalanche. I mean, I grew up eight hours away from them, and they were always on the television, so I was watching them. Uh, favorite player, Nathan McKinnon, definitely. Uh, I mean, he's only a month older than me, and he's playing in the NHL as one of the best <laughs> players in, in there. So, I mean, what am I doing? But And then, uh, actually, I got compared to this guy when I was in college by one of my Ryan teammates. <laughs> no, you're close. Uh, Brad Marchand. Uh, I was kind of a little rat. <laughs> All right, all right. I could, yeah, I guess I could see the marsh on a little bit. Before we get into that, since since Winger is here, Winger, who is your player comparable from when you played? Player comparable? Yeah, because I know you love these. You love throwing these out. Yeah, I like when we do video, I assign them to you guys <laughs> so you can watch them and learn from them. I guess I've never really thought about myself. Player <laughs> comparable. Oh, wow. Ryan Reeves. I don't know who's a good puck moving defenseman. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, Zach Wierenski. Sure. Sure. All right. <laughs> You're, sure. Yeah. Sure. Puck moving defenseman. All right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Rotor, you are a softball champ, two time. Um. How and why? And uh, I heard your old man's probably a lot better than you. Uh, my old man is definitely the best pitcher in the family. He knows how to throw a knuckle curve and slow pitch softball, so I don't know how to compete Sure. That. But, yeah, it started off in high school. My, once I turned 18, my dad asked if I wanted to play. And, I mean, it was good conditioning. I mean, I'd be running a lot and trying to throw guys out still. So, yeah, and then uh, it all started that way. And then I just kept building off and wanted to keep playing and, I'd be the one that could hit the home runs, surprisingly, and still run. I'd go sub for runners that guys are over 50, so I'd have to go run for them, so I'd have to try to score before I could go bat the next at bat. And then, uh, yeah, before I came up here, uh, me and my dad were playing on his old team, and we won a championship. And then the next year, we won uh, it back-to-back, and then we switched teams. And we helped that team win. And it was the same team we beat two years in a row. Sure. All right. There it is. Jeez. Swapping teams almost as much as the guys do over in Detroit area. I know. These guys jump around teams just about as much as you jumped around your softball teams. And uh, I guess another. you said another one of your interesting facts was you, you hold a record at Nebraska. Um, I'm just really curious. I, I kind of know what it is, but um, I know that everybody else is going to want to know this record <laughs> because it's it's pretty phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I have the fastest ejection for the University of Nebraska-Lincoln uh, first period. I went to go hit a 6-4 kid on Iowa State, and it was the perfect hit. Uh, shoulder straight to his chest, and uh, he was knocked out. So the ref called me for head contact and tossed me in front of... Uh, it was our opening of Breslow Ice Arena, so we had over a 1,000 people there, and I had over uh, close to 100 like friends and family there. So it was nice to get ejected from, right in front of him. Uh, how long did it take you to get ejected? Uh, about, I think, five minutes into the first period. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, like, first shift, you just, like, speared a kid off the draw, and it was like you played, like, four seconds. So five, I mean, five minutes isn't terrible. And it was for a hit. Yeah. On a 6'4 guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So another one of your interesting facts was uh, you were number 10 when you were a River King. Why? Uh, what's the significance behind that? 
Uh, well, I had a buddy pass away um, from my old high school team, mm-hmm. uh, who was number 10, so I thought the best way to honor him would be to wear his number up here. And I, as soon as I got the jersey, I took a picture and sent it to our old uh, high school group chat, and then it got circled around to his mom, and she said uh, she loved it, and his dad loved it, so I mean, that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's pretty special for sure, and uh, I guess that that can also go into our next question here. Um, something that coaching or playing juniors has taught you as a person. This could be like a characteristic or a trait that you might have gained. I mean, I think it's just helped me grow as an individual. Everything's kind of from moving away from my parents to helping me, like, be on my own. I think it definitely helped. And then living with a host family kind of helped me with that as I was still transitioning into living on my own. And then now as uh, an adult, I'm living on my own, trying to go into this world as Mm -hmm. an adult and work on a career. So I think that helped me transition into working hard every day and just trying to develop every skill I have. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty good Yeah, way to sum it up, I guess. But anyway, next episode. <laughs> Joining us on the next episode, we're going to have a person that you will definitely want to know more about. The man loves rock. <laughs> the man loves rock and mullets. He played for Team Wisconsin lacrosse team. He loves video games and enjoys making pizzas at work. Those were his three interesting facts. And he wears the same shoes with sweatpants <laughs> or a suit. That his is sweat, true. His sweatpants are getting a little, uh, yeah. no, I wouldn't wear those anymore. Hey, dude, calm down. <laughs> and his last name somehow rhymes with his jersey number, which is pretty bizarre to me. Um, so start guessing and tune in to next week's episode for a, a great interview. Sponsored by Rule 1 Sports. No free ads. No free ads. <laughs> And thank you for joining us on another special episode of Skating the River. We hope everyone enjoyed the stories and the interesting interview with our coach, Devin Roeder, joined by Jack Winger a little later on in the interview. Make sure to follow our Instagram and Facebook for updates on the podcast and check out our exceptional website to learn more about the boys and listen to other podcasts. Until next time, this is Nathan Bottles and Luke Harkey signing off.